And we are on. Hello and welcome to Sports Unhinged. I'm Mo and I'm here with Yujita and Coach. We missed you guys last week, last week because I tried out for the Panthers practice squad at the O-line uh, position. Uh, uh, and I realized that's a bit it's a bit drastic to avoid a podcast going breaking your hat. I know, Dude, right? Right. But I'm back. It's just the annoying part is the cast is keeping me in this like yes position, but my team is not giving me a reason to keeping do that, you upright. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> And you're right-handed, yeah. Yeah, I'm right-handed. Yeah, so I'm. Oh, I'm okay. that's good. Okay. So, so there's still you can still write, and there's pleasurability there. So you're still good. <laughs> no, that's left. That's the left hand. Yeah. All right, let's get started, guys. I think we we have a lot has happened. <laughs> a lot has happened in the last two weeks. <laughs> I tried to get good at with with the space. I got him. <laughs> <laughs> all right all right a lot Let's has happened go. in the nfl in the last two weeks but i think what i want to open with Yujita is is the eagles no longer undefeated a 32 to 21 loss against an unexpected washington commanders what happened there did the eagles just you know come down to earth to refuel take a quick nap and then fly again or have we clipped a wing there hey you know I did say that we lay an egg here or there in the last stretch of the uh, season, and I'm glad it happened uh, at the top of it. Uh, look, you got to give it up to Washington. They did uh, they did multiple things that were right, and one of them was the run game. The yeah. Eagles' run defense has been nothing but crap for the last, I think, three weeks of 140-plus yards. I mean, you saw it in the Houston game as well with David Pierce. Uh, and and they, the thing was that the, the yards per carry were something like 3 or 3.1. But right. this continuous, relentless punching it, it just wore down the defense, kept Hurts on the sideline. And so when Hurts was back on the field, what did he try to do? He didn't try to run the ball either. He wasn't right. doing the RPOs that we're really good at. He was just trying to fling it, see what happens. And that didn't work. Less than 100 yards on the ground for the Eagles, which is their four-day. And that's like yeah. the first time since week two or three. So I think Washington with Tyler Heineke, they saw film. They did well. The Eagles made mistakes, which they haven't done much of during the season. Right. They capitalized on that. Yeah, you could say there were a couple of calls that went against them, but that didn't really make a difference to the game itself. It was right. all on the Eagles. But I think now that they know where the weakness is, which is the the run defense specifically, they've gone and got a, they come on Sue now. Yeah, they've, they've, they've signed up Linwall Joseph. Yeah. That's 300 plus pounds on that line, which we'll need because yeah. guess who's coming to dinner next? Jonathan Taylor, Aaron yeah. Rodgers, yeah. Derrick Henry, Saquon Barkley. That's all lined yeah. up. Wow, that's so, quite a lineup coming for the next yeah, four weeks. Quite yeah. A, yeah, a lot of great dinner. Yes, there. So, so I, I like that they've done that. I think Jonathan Gannon will have to mix it up on the defense a little bit, maybe dial up some blitzes as well. But uh, yeah, I mean, it, it was good. It's a wake-up call. Are I you worried no or is it just you chalk it up to a bad day at the office? I, 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 I will be worried after the Coles game if, if we still have this issue on this run defense and they use it to the advantage. I will still have an issue. Matt Ryan isn't a, a bad quarterback, so he might tie, might, you know, Try to enforce Arguable. that. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I will be worried after this week. So far, I'm all right, I think. 
I think the key to that game was turnovers. Yeah. I mean, yeah, the really, mistakes, yeah. I mean, it, yes, they did a good job pounding it and running it, and that kept the ball away from Philly, which is a great strategy. But at the end of the day, when they were driving, they'd have a turnover. The turnover there at the end where he catches the ball on um, a single seam on a double post and then fumbles it. So right. he, Well, he, he got up. I mean, if he stayed down, Watkins yeah. stayed down, might have been all right. right. But I just don't, those are just fluke mistakes, and that's why we always say, you know, teams lay an egg. So I so like that. there was one one person that bet uh, over $300,000 on the Eagles to win a $60,000 bet. And it was one of the biggest bets of the week and ended up losing it because of this unexpected oh. loss. Yeah. So there was, uh, oh. it was all over the news. Anyway, My so I, I, we'll talk I a little bit more. I see you sweating, about... coach. <laughs> I see yeah. you sweating. That's not me. Um, while, we're on the, while we're on the Eagles, I have a question for both of you. Sure. Um, and I've been saving it from before they lost, which is why I wanted to ask it. But we'll ask it anyway. Um, true or false, Jalen Hurts has exceeded expectations more than any other player in the NFL. Any other player than the NFL? That's true. Cousins, Tua, Geno Smith. Yeah, there's some dark yeah, horses. I think considering that's a, the that's beginning a good of the question. season, that's at the beginning of the season, question. We weren't really talking about Jalen Hurts as a standout, you know, player uh, or a potential that, MVP. Actually. So I would say opposite true. of that. Yeah, yeah, I would say true. Yeah, but now that now that coach thrown names like Geno Smith in there, yeah, uh, you know, Kirk Tua? Tua, no Tua. Listen, Tua, I, I've liked him since last season. Look, it's it's Miami who messed around with his head last season. Yeah, and I yeah, always. Yeah, I mean, I always thought he was all right, and he's shown it. So I, I think between Geno Smith and uh, and Hertz, yeah, I'd say it's true though. Good. Um, and then my next one is one that has the true or false. Um, Matthew Stafford has under sorry, yeah, Matthew Stafford has underachieved more than any player by expectation in the NFL. You got the guy from San Diego. Yeah. Get in. Yeah, there's some pretty good. I think the Raiders as well. Raiders, Carr is in that conversation. Yeah. Matt Ryan, even we were pretty high on him going to yeah. India. Matt Ryan as well. Dare, dare we? Dare we? How say about, how about Russell Wilson? Russell Wilson. Absolutely. Under, I think no. So I would say false because of Russell Wilson and Aaron Rodgers. I mean, if we're looking at Aaron people that Rogers, are underachieved, Aaron Rodgers is Aaron probably Rogers, number one. Yeah, yeah. And, and Russell he looked Wilson. so bad last night, but I know we're going to cover that later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. So false on A that. Good one. call. Yeah. Yeah. Those yeah. are my those are my questions for the day. Okay. Are you done? All right. <laughs> All right. Now, now let's <laughs> let's look at the next one, which is the Buffalo Bills. I mean, a couple of weeks ago, we were talking about Josh Allen. As an MVP candidate, uh, best player in the NFL, he's had a bit of a, a rough few weeks. Um, a loss, 33 to 30 loss to Minnesota Vikings last week, and two interceptions, one in the one end zone fumble uh, in, in in the fourth quarter and overtime. I, I can't believe I'm asking this question, Coach. But does does Buffalo have a Josh Allen problem? Well, the last two weeks they have. Um, I heard some someone say there's a difference between playing aggressive and playing reckless. Yeah. And I feel like those last, especially the last game, a little bit um, in the game before he was more reckless than anything. Um, he even said in one of his press conferences, 
Oh, I just threw it to the end zone because I knew that's what I had to do. Yeah, well, no, maybe not. If if maybe if you you know look for a different outlet or or maybe go run over somebody, I don't know. And I'm not second guessing. Yeah. Um, but I also have an issue with some of the coaching calls. Um, when when I, one of the things I've noticed is when they move the pocket and roll him out, he is gun slinging. He is looking who can I throw it to? How far can I throw it? But when he stays in the pocket, it seems like he goes to his progressions a little more consistently. Yeah. So some of that could be play calling. Now, some of that could be defensive, right? When they load the middle or run a lot of twist under stunts, when everybody's outside and then the outsiders come in, that's clogging that middle. So maybe he's not seeing good. Um, but that's what I notice. I, I, as we say, you know, Jalen Hurts laid an egg. He's laid a couple of eggs now. They've had a couple of losses. As a team, I still believe in them as the in in the AFC, um, both East and total. Um, but at the same time, the play calling's going to have to get better, and he's going to have to not be reckless, but still be aggressive. How about Yujita? That running play, that fumble in the end zone, um, it was a little bit weird. I mean, I, they could have given it to a to Singletary to try and get a, a few yards, but to do kind of a quarterback play like that, it was it was asking for trouble. Looking. Look, but yeah, I, I think Minnesota had them confused at that line. And they weren't really, they didn't really have a play. And, you know, coming back to that point, what you say is right. The use of Singletary, even in the interceptions that he, that he threw in the end zone. Yeah, I, I, I don't know why they don't use that run game. I mean, just like Coach said, even with that fumble, they could have used a better play. If you guys go look back at those two interceptions, it's the same. Both of them have the same. He goes the same read. His first right. read is to the left pylon, and his second read is straight down the middle to Dawson Knox. So obviously they've saw film on him, and Patrick Peterson was all over this thing. Second read is you know whatever cover it was, he was just slinging it. So yeah. and I think how, how good was that catch by Justin Jefferson as well? My I mean, goodness, was, was catch crazy. of the. Cash of the decade. He's on I track mean, for 2K this uh, this season for 2,000 yards. I mean, so far, even that throw <laughs> from Cousins. My God, what a catch! But again, that throw from Cousins. That was the only read. It, I think it was it fourth was and eight. Too, by the way, it, it was, was reckless. reckless. Yeah. The interception that was pretty reckless. It was it was fourth and eighteen. <laughs> okay, game on the line, and he just went for it. There was no other read. He was just going to Justin Jefferson. Come what may. And, and it was Justin Jefferson, Ooh. I'm not sure who from the Eagles. They both had the ball going down, and it was about who snatches it first. I mean, it looked really, one really strange. Yeah, one yeah. Uh, I think it was Diggs, wasn't it? Was it Diggs? Uh, yeah, I think it was. No. It was the Bills game, so. No, it was. Uh, no, Diggs is, uh, you're thinking oh, no. of uh, Trayvon. Trayvon. No, it wasn't. It was, it was someone else. But now, see, Minnesota are, are also 8-1. and one. Uh, coach, are they as legit as the Eagles, or have they just been opportunistic and found themselves eight and one at the moment in the in the NFC? You know, all the one score games they lost last year, they're winning this year. This year, so yeah. Maybe football karma's on their side a bit. Um, I'm not a fan of Kirk Cousins, but he does deserve a little bit of karma in his life in football. Um, he it seems like if there's a bad break in the last five years, he's gotten it. Yeah. So uh, you know, I don't mind it. I I, I actually like to see it. Um, I, I like when those those chip on their shoulder underdog type pick on me kids or or quarterbacks rise to the occasion. My goodness, they've done it eight times now. 
Who have they lost to? Only Philly. Yeah. Yep. And, and now it looks like they're they're on their way to winning their division for yeah. sure. Um, yeah, look, look at the Bills. Uh, see their three games, the ones they've lost. They've lost to Minnesota, yeah. the Jets, and Miami. These are all three teams who are going for it all. Like, they do yeah. not give up. They don't know how to lose. And I'll tell you something as a secret, as a coach. My very first head coach that I worked for, I, was, I wasn't even a – I was a coach, but I was – like an assistant secondary coach at the time. I was just a kind of a walk-on coach. He said, you will learn more about your team for the playoffs when you lose early in the season. And I thought, I thought about that when the Bills lost these last two. Um, I thought about that when Philly lost. I think that's a wonderful statement from him. Shout out, coach. Excellent. Now, there you go. Gr- Green Bay have... They, they had an impressive win against Dallas. Uh, again, a questionable fourth down call there uh, by, by McCarthy, which he came out and stood by as well. Uh, but Green Bay went in and, and won the upset, so to speak, only to lose to Tennessee just this morning, last night, Thursday night football, uh, and go down to four and seven. For me, I think this was a must win for, for Green Bay. Is the season over? Because if we look at it now, the wild card, spots are probably going to be taken by the NFC East, one or two of them. Uh, And you've got the West as well. So you've got the Giants at seven and two. You've got Dallas at six and three. Is is this it for for, for Green Bay and Aaron Rodgers? What if I split it back to you? What do you think? Do you think this is it for him? Because I'll tell you, he hates, he loves playing on Sunday night, Monday night. He hates playing on a Thursday. He looks so disinterested. Mo, what do you think? on the Green Bay Packers. See, we're going to we're going to talk about Tom Brady in a bit, you know? And 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 Tom Brady something that we've learned is to never count him out. With Aaron Rodgers though, I think it's a little bit different this year. I think his focus is not there. I don't think he's there 100%. Um I for some reason watch his appearance on the McAfee uh, show every single week and I, I just can see that he he's not in it to win it this year. There is something off about him i don't know if this is going to be his last year in in green Bay. It's looking more and more likely as we as we go along um there was a few clips of him arguing with lafleur in 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 uh in the previous games um, so for me i think yeah i think this is it i think he's um starting to lose the support with the fans uh i think whenever we speak to darla as well on our on our on our whatsapp group uh oh, no. Shout out to Darla. She tells us, you know, that they're they're losing their 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 patience with uh, with Aaron Rodgers. So for me, I think, yeah, it's over. So if you watch some of the stuff last night, not only did he not get in a tiff with his head coach or anyone, he didn't talk to anyone. Yeah. Um, in the Dallas game, even when it was going bad, his offensive coordinator was there. They were looking at the um, the surface tablets. Yeah. You know, they were looking at this and they were communicating. He was a little upset, but he cared, and it was like. I just want to beat Dallas or I want to beat Mike McCarthy in this one. He had his hood on. He had his hat on every time they cut to him, no conversation. So he wasn't angry at anyone or he wasn't yep. the finger. He wasn't nothing or he was nothing. Now coach, you shared an interesting graphic uh, on, uh, on our WhatsApp group. I'm going to put it up on the screen here that has a percentage playoff picture for every team's chances. Uh, of reaching the playoffs and Green Bay right now are at eleven point nine percent. I think that's uh, pretty grim, you know. But it's also, I think it's high. Yeah, right? maybe that was before today's game. Uh, the Panthers are at two point two percent. 
Yeah. <laughs> we can still <laughs> stay yeah, upright. I was done last night, I think, if I if I remember right. And yeah. Now, wait a minute. The Eagles were 99.9. Is that right? Yeah. Eagles 99.9. I mean, it would have to be a really good so moment. out and still make the playoffs. Yeah. Probably. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Now, let's talk about Tom Brady on the other side. Tom Brady had his 21-16 win against the Seattle Seahawks. That was a, a very kind of close game. Uh, very difficult to pick between. I think had we had the podcast last week, it would have definitely been in our pick six. Uh, Tampa Bay are on a two-game winning streaks, and it seems like things are turning around. I mean, a couple of weeks ago, it was all doom and gloom for Tom Brady. So, Yujita, I mean, is is the legend of Brady alive again this season? Yeah, man. Uh, a team that loses to the Panthers and then come back one divorce threat later, <laughs> look what has happened. <laughs> all right? <laughs> <laughs> three pod, four podcasts ago, I said it. That personal life can get in your way. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And, and listen, I mean, this is one thing we talked about, how Brady's been this season. It's all about him trying to just throw the ball, see what happens. There's no run game. And that was the clear difference in this game. Uh, their guy, what's his name? Rashad White. Yeah. I saw a stat where he, for the first nine weeks, he'd done 117 yards in total. And in this week, he did 105 yards. So he, I mean, th this is the big difference. So he didn't have to do it all. He right. could just trust on the run game. Uh, I think Seattle played a little soft corner. So he had, he had enough space there in the underneath to get that going. And he, he played a real quarterback game. And he got the ball out quick. I think he leads the league in time to throw like 2.4 seconds. Right. So, and then I think the previous week also, we saw that last drive that was vintage uh brady i mean it was a master class drive uh, I, i forgot who played they played in week nine but I, i just remember that last drive so yeah maybe a little bit of this personal stress i don't know it's uh made life easier but uh yeah i mean tampa still i mean that south division is is still open for tampa yeah i mean it's, it's they're they're five and five now atlanta are four and six and then carolina new orleans are three and seven so it's entirely possible for them to win it coach in the graphic that you shared there are about 74.4 percent uh chance of uh, uh of reaching the playoffs but do you think that when they do are they a one and done in the playoffs do they have what it takes to make a run there so i don't i'm not sure um I, one of the things i looked at statistically Um, was other than Derrick Henry against the Texans a few weeks ago, this is the second highest rated offensive line run blocking as a unit in the NFL this season. So yeah. in that particular game, they were second high or they were rated highest other than the game with Derrick Henry. You know, that's saying something that's really making a stand and saying, okay, we're going to do these things with our offensive line. We're not going to worry about crazy connections and, Brady doing this and fan block this and watch the turf just come up, CCC, block the guy in front of you, you find a hole and go. Um, some plant, sometimes what do we say? Simplifying it. Sometimes yep, that simplify. Helps. Yep. But if you if you think about it also, to be the second highest rated group as a running play um, offense, that that doesn't need a great running back, right? There are also ran running backs that can do that. So we'll see. The issue I think I run into is if you look at who they might face. So they're probably going to be the fourth seed as a division winner. Yeah. So that means they've got to play the fifth seed as a um, wild card. Well, that could be Dallas. 
who is pretty darn decent against the run other than yeah. last week. Um, that could be the Giants. They're really good against the run. Um, so I don't know. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. Because if you force him to throw and nobody's healthy, and this group doesn't pass block well on the front. Yeah. He's got them back healthy, right? I think. Yeah, I think they only have one guy out, which which was – but that center's now played – what, five games in a row once the main center went out? So I think that helps. Um, and I agree. I, I think – listen, he, he's a he's a masterful quarterback under center. Yeah. yeah he, he knows, best, he, knows right? he, he can see things that we don't know or understand. Right. Uh, recognize them so fast. He, Peyton Manning had that gift or that ability. He has that gift and ability. One of the things I noticed in the German game – he didn't really try – like there were no first or second looks at 40 yards downfield, you know, or corners or corner posts or sticks. Yeah. He was really looking for getting some rhythm in the offense, getting enough of the line back because if you – it's common practice that if you can complete a few under routes or curls or tight end crosses, the linebackers will move a little farther off. That's what clears up your running game, right? right? Not, not the super bombs, okay? That's not what clears up the running game with the linebackers. So I was pretty proud of the offensive coordinator and that. So we'll see. Um, I don't think they'll go far in the playoffs, no. Yeah. Okay. So I think speaking of things, you know, Brady sees things that we don't understand. Uh, we saw one thing uh, from a couple of weeks that we still don't understand, or at least I don't, is the appointment of Jeff Saturday as the head coach of the Indianapolis Colts. I mean, an inexperienced coach. Um, I think he's had a bit of high school experience high school coaching experience and that's it and better yet they go on to beat the Raiders 25 to 20 uh Yujita, let's get started with this what was your reaction to the to the appointment of Jeff Saturday and it's, it's a bit yeah, of a I mean, strange one right yeah if we had this conversation last week yeah definitely was uh I mean shocking to say the least especially when they have people like Gus Brad Bradley uh John Fox uh, and these guys there available uh, yeah. available and 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 really the you know, what was, you got to think about what was the reason to let Reich go? I mean, I think his record is um, 40, 40, 33 and one. Um, and then when you look at it during this week, I think it comes to realization that is it because of Carson Wentz? Did he vouch mm. for Carson Wentz too much? And this is where Ursay and him had, you know, whatever they had going. Now, Jeff um, Saturday yeah. has been a consultant. I think they tried to get him to be the offensive line coordinator for a couple of years. Uh, and then there was more shocking news when they, I think there was the assistant quarterback coach to call the plays yeah. um, during the Raiders game. Uh, you know, people were shocked about that too. Um, so, yeah, I mean, we've seen a lot of these um, franchises, delusional franchises over the last few years, Cleveland and, you know, Miami last year, maybe Panthers for a bit. But, right. you know, here comes Ursa saying, hold my bottle of meth that I've been drinking all this time, <laughs> right? And just completely overhauls everything. Yeah. And uh, but I think when Jeff Saturday came in, yeah, it might have been like, hey, I'll, I'll come in, but I'm not going to play your sabotage the season game, keeping Ryan out. And I mean, that's whatever business decision you had. You don't want to pay him what is it, 17 million if he gets injured next yeah, season? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm not playing that game. If you want me in, I'll fix the O-line. I'm an expert at that. And the O-line did play well against the Raiders. Jonathan Taylor finally got going. I think 
147 yards. Right. And Matt Ryan is back. So, uh, you know, it is shocking. I don't know how this pans out, whether he's, he stays on or not. But, yeah, I mean, definitely, uh, definitely a shocker. Coach, pull back the curtain for us a little bit here. You know, when you have a, a, a head coach that is that inexperienced, right, and his experience is mainly on the O-line, you can probably, can probably fix that, but that's about it. Other than motivating the players and being kind of a, a player's coach, what role can he really play there as, as, as a head coach? So ha- have you seen this scenario play out before where somebody completely inexperienced takes over a very important coaching job in, in, in football? Well, unfortunately, yes, I was on the coaching staff, okay. um, the seventh game of the season. But just, just to your point, I think Yajitha and I could probably take the Carolina Panthers and beat um, Oakland or the Raiders at this point. Yeah. And we were the only two coaches in the building. No right. offense. So um, there are times when I think head coaches get so caught up in improving the offense right. or improving the quarterback play, the rest of the team slides or struggles or is not motivated or whatever. I think that might have got in the building a bit. Right. Um, I read a great article where um, Ursay is the most look over his shoulder owner other than Jerry Jones in football. And so he's constantly thinking people are undermining him and trying to make him or his franchise looking bad. They're out to get him, yeah. And so I don't think he trusted anyone in the building to take over his franchise. Fair enough, he's the billionaire, I'm not. Um, But yes, I have had that, and I've had the person who was named um, the coach have not, not the same amount of no experience as Saturday, but very close. And as it turned out, he was a great motiv- a great motivator. He was a great stand up in front of you and say, I don't know what I don't know. Yeah. Do your job. I'll just make sure you do your job. Where I think f- nothing against Frank Wright, by the way, because he is a yeah, great, a good football mind. Yeah. Mind. yeah, yeah, yeah. I think where the Colts struggled, and, and I'm being completely honest here, I think he thinks, and I think Ursay thought, he could take any quarterback from anywhere at any point and win with the talent that they had. Right. And unfortunately, that doesn't work in the NFL. Um, and right. And, and so you take this quarterback and they won a bit, but not enough. And then you take this quarterback. Oh, that's the quarterback. We're going to yeah. win. Not enough. All right, we'll ship you off to Washington. And then this quarterback. And at the end of the day, what wins games on the offense or what, because I'm a defensive guy, what beats us on defense is when you take your quarterback and make sure that his skills are on display, not right. making sure you run your offense and he's the guy. What can he do? He run, He throws the 15 to 10 the best, or the 10 to 15 on the curls and the slots. Then design your offense around that. I think Frank Reich struggled with that, and I, and I know Jim Ursay struggled with him struggling with that. Yeah. Um, and that's why they fired the offensive coordinator. But at the end of the – listen, that guy made the – the head coach makes the decisions. Right. You know, that's the reason he has the, the buck stops there, yeah. Headphones. So um, I don't know about Saturday. I, I struggle with this hire because I've lived through it. Um, it was not fun. Yeah, uh, uh, I can't imagine other more experienced coordinators or coaching uh, staff so respecting so the I head had, coach. I had, been, I had been 11 years with three years as the D.C. So – not that I was next in line, but I was the most logical choice. So right. maybe I was a little 
you know, butthurt because I didn't get at least an interview or talk to about it. Right. Um, but it, but it, go ahead. No, I mean, what is to say that they didn't want the job, Gus Bradley or Reggie Wayne, or maybe they were offered and they didn't really want to take it. At the end of the day, what is it they say? You play to win the game. Yeah. And the owner makes the decision on who he puts in place to help you play to win the game. I'll give Saturday credit, even though it was against the Raiders. He empowered people enough to play to win the game. And this is the NFL. There, no wins are easy unless you play the Texans. I mean, yeah, just, absolutely. just looking, looking back now, how bad was Andrew Luck's early retirement for this franchise? I mean, it just oh, pretty much flattened them to the ground. Maybe six. Yeah. I mean, the, the franchise, ha they have been cursed, right? It was Andrew Luck, then, you know, the Josh McDaniel when they hired him, and then, yeah. you know, he, he quit like two days later. Yeah. Uh, right. had their that issues, happened man. too. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly. And then, and then go to the Raiders to play Josh McDaniels as well. So and and he's, one over he's still him. a loser. Still a loser. He's still a loser. <laughs> yeah, speaking of Josh McDaniels, I mean, uh, the owner, Mike Davis, came out and, and kind of backed him and said that we still trust in him. And Derek Carr came out in the press conference and had a, a bit of an emotional, I am so happy that our owner thinks so and that we can continue. You're three and seven. I mean, the Panthers were at the bottom of the power rankings before the start of the season. So we're pretty much meeting expectations this, at this point. But the Raiders, everybody was talking about playoffs and, and, and making runs to the Super Bowl, and they're nowhere close. So I don't know. Another one of those uh, Belichick uh, disciples not uh, making it as head coaches. All right, before we go to the pick six, quick question uh, about rookies this year. In your opinion, which rookies have made the most impact this year? Yujita. I mean, uh, I would definitely go with Sauce Gardner in, in terms of impact on the franchise. Too much sauce, yeah. Uh, too much sauce. Br uh, Brees Hall as well, I think. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, in terms of impact, it's got to be Sauce Gardner. I mean, I don't think, has anyone scored over 20, 25 points off the Jets other than New England, maybe? So, um, yeah, he's definitely there. Chris Olave for the, for the Saints. Yeah, I mean, he's been one of Yeah, I mean, I think it's like something like 14.9 air yards per target. I mean, that, that guy's a reason. Can you imagine if Thomas and Landry and the guys were there in the Saints? Oh, I mean, that would have been a crazy offense. Oh. So I, I'll go with my Houston guy. I'll go with Pierce. I think he's yeah, given absolutely. us an identity. Um, I, he's probably not going to win Offensive Rookie of the Year, but if I just look at what he's done for the franchise – he gives us that bell cow running back. At yeah. least we know what we're going to do on Sunday. We may not be great and may not win enough games because we don't have enough skill players around him. Um, but I think he was a pretty darn good pickup for us in the round that he went. We Excellent. Excellent. I think I have to agree with the Sauce Gardner one. I mean, he was unbelievable, especially that game against uh, the Green Bay Packers. Yeah. He just pretty much kind of owned Aaron Rodgers. He, he had won the game by himself at times. He did. Yeah, 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 he did. I mean, forget rookie cornerback. I think he's probably the best cornerback in the league at the moment. Yeah, definitely yeah. up there. All right. Okay, let's move on to our pick six segment. Obviously, we've skipped a week. You guys know the rules. Three games every week. We pick against the spread. We pick against the over-under. One point for each correct pick and two points if you beat the expert. Now... These are the games from two weeks ago. And Coach, six out of six, baby. Six out of six. So I, I, you, well, you had five out of six. I got six points with one beat the expert, so you can call it six out of six. Yujita with only three, so I did catch up a little bit there. 
Uh, Laid an egg, just like my eagles. What are you going to do? Yeah, I mean, uh, at, at the same week as well. So fantastic. 36 so to 43. 36 to 43 is the score right now. And we move on to this game's three matchups. We start with the New York Jets at the New England Patriots. Coach, what are the odds? The New York Jets at the New England Patriots. The New England, the New England. New Englanders. Um, <laughs> those nine Patriots are minus three over under 38 and a half. That's disrespectful to the Jets maybe a bit. I wonder. It is disrespectful to the Jets, but I think, I don't know. I mean, um, the New England Patriots are coming off uh, from a bye, a bye week. Uh, I saw the quarterback talking about what he did during the bye week. He did a full audit of all of his plays throughout the season. Uh, as somebody that comes from an audit background, that's kind of resonated with me. So I'm going to say despite the momentum that the baby jets have the new england patriots win convincingly 24 to 14 against the jets new england and the under by just half a point half a point ooh ujita wow nice yeah but man um I, I just think the jets have more um uh, talent and skill positions i don't think bill will be able to dial up look the last time they won because of wilson made some mistakes yeah. i think they'll correct those mistakes uh the I'm done with Denver. That, I'm done with Wilson, by the way. Yeah, That's it. No, I'm done with him. <laughs> with that Wilson, this Wilson. <laughs> I think I think the Jets have a bit more fire, you know, in in their in their locker room, and they they really want to win. So I, I like that. So I'm gonna go with them to win it. 2017. I'll keep it under as well. So who wins in the Jets? The Jets win it. Yeah, out. Okay, they win Whoa. it. And you'll keep the it. under 2017. All right. Interesting. 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 I. There's just something about Belichick and two-year quarterbacks or one-year court rookie quarterbacks. He just he just does what he does. I, I don't know how he does it. I analyze the games. I'm like, how did you know he was gonna and then not gonna yeah. and then do this when you made him flush this way? And he does. And it seems like it just happens. And I'm in awe of it. And and I try to study it. So I've got to go New England here. Um, but I gotta be honest, guys, I like the over. I don't know why I like the over. Just because I think that's a little low, um, I can see this being like a 24-20 game, even though I don't do scores. Um, so I, I will. I'll take New England, and I'll take the over. Fantastic. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Ujita, some double-point potential yep. there. Coming my way. All right. Game number two, the Washington Commanders at the Houston Texans. Coach, your Texans, what are the odds there? Here we go. First time the Texans on the pick six. Shout out. Yeah. Um, I had to do the commanders after beating the formerly undefeated Philadelphia Eagles. We've got Washington minus three on the road and an okay. over-under 40.5. 40.5. Eugita, get us started with this one. Yeah, this is interesting, right? This is where Lovey and Ron Rivera are reunion. From oh. the Bears. Yes, uh, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, yeah very nice. nice. Did, did he fire him in the Bears? This is Lovey Smith fired him. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Revenge. Well, uh, I, I don't know, man. I mean, Houston's four-day is the run. And what I saw in Washington's run defense, I mean, they're, they're pretty big up front. They, even with four rushes, they can do it. It's going to be a battle for sure. Run game battle uh, will be very close. But I, I still think Washington's going to win it, cover it, 24-20. Uh, what was the over? Was it 40? No, 40.5. So yeah, 40. yeah 24 20. I'm going with the over. Oh, 
All right. This one, uh, for me, I think uh, is going to sorry, be... Sorry, yes. unless, unless, unless they start Wentz. No, unless no one start Wentz. No <laughs> we There's cannot caveat. have caveats I'm on our face, unfortunately. Here, right? <laughs> <laughs> hey, bud, this is McDonald's here. There's no one left. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, no, from my side, I think it's going to be one of those weird games where by the end of the fourth quarter, you're on red zone and you're like, why does this game keep coming up on my highlights? It's unlikely that it will be a high-scoring game, but I think it will defy those expectations. I think it's going to be some kind of a shootout. It's one of those two bad teams facing each other, slinging the ball, running the ball, defensive mistakes, pick sixes all over the place. So I'm looking for carnage. I'm looking for chaos. And I'm looking for Houston to win the game 35-29. to 29. So Houston and the over. I get a round of applause from Coach. Go ahead, Coach. And me. Well, unfortunately, you're not going to get double points here because... Um, <laughs> I, I like Houston to win this game. I think Washington comes off a huge high, being an undefeated team. Um, they've got a few injuries that they're dealing with, unfortunately. Um, and, and I just like how Houston runs the ball. Not, not that they're a good, a great running team and not that Washington is a bad running defense. It's just they, they run a lot of stretch sixes and stretch sevens. Right. So I'm going to go Houston in this one. But I am going to give you the under because I think both will try to really run the ball just as Washington did against Philly and Houston tries to do every week. So I'll go the under, but I'll go with you. Houston's going to cover and win. Double all points right. all around. I can get double points on the on the under as well on the other pick for coach. Excellent. Game number three. Let's go with the Dallas Cowboys at the Minnesota Vikings. Coach. My Vegas surprise of the week here. Um, Dallas at Minnesota. Dallas is favored by one point. Oh, so it's a, it's a coin flip, basically. Yeah, with, with Minnesota being 8-1, Dallas being 6-3, Dallas on shocker. the road, but they are favored at the moment by one point over under 47.5. I had to put it in. This is a really, really strange one. Uh, usually you would ask, what does Vegas know that we don't about this particular game? But I think this one is just purely commercial. They're trying to put this, this, these kind of odds to confuse people into betting for the Dallas Cowboys. Um, probably trying to estimate the Minnesota laying an egg like the Eagles did last week. I just, I, I don't see it. I don't see it at all. So I'm going to go with Minnesota winning 34 to 11. I think Dak Prescott has a what? bad game. Zeke is coming Lord. back. Uh, games in a row. Wow. Yeah, so I'm gonna go 34 to 11 to Minnesota. So Minnesota and the under, but I just I, I don't see it. I don't now, see, I think I think we'll be in Duke. I here. did this because I know Eugene is gonna pick Dallas and I want it on for perpetuity. All right, go ahead. <laughs> so yeah, I'm gonna go with Minnesota. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> when have you ever known me to go with Dallas? Oh my god. Uh, even if Dallas was playing Dallas, um, look, I'm sorry, but, uh, I think Minnesota, I like who's their coach, Kevin McConnell, McConnell, whatever. I, I think I like what he's doing with the way his play calls is very kind of creative and cousins has now figured out how he can use the run game a bit to get Justin Jefferson going. And Dallas is a team that you can actually run on. They're, they're, they're not great at run defense. Yeah. So um, Cook might have his day there, yeah. Or he or he uses play action with Cook. You know, to, I mean, you gotta you got to be able to defend that ground with Justin Jefferson. And yeah. I, 
I don't know if Dallas can really do that. Um, so I'm going with Minnesota. What was the over-under? 47.5. Um, 47.5. I'm going the I'm going the over 30-24 Minnesota. Ah, super. Coach. Interesting, gentlemen. Interesting. So I see Dallas bouncing back from a very poor showing. I see Minnesota on the downers coming from a super high showing. So I've got Dallas covering. Okay. It's a toss-up. The over-under I struggled with because I think both can score when Dak's playing well. Um, I'm pretty confident in the offensive play calling to let Cousins do what Cousins do does well. Yeah. Some point, Justin Jefferson's going to have a bad game. I don't know if it's this one, but I feel pretty comfortable. So I'll go Dallas to cover, and I will go the under in this one. All right. Big points. Big points. So we don't need the tiebreaker, but Chicago is at Atlanta. The game against Detroit last week, another close one, I think a 31 to 30. And Justin Fields did things that, yes, they lost, but he did things that are unbelievable in that game. Uh, So what do you guys see? Go a game back. Didn't so, have so the one eyes? the one time you're sick or you break your elbow, yeah, and we keep sick and Chicago scores thirty. <laughs> yeah, I know they did <laughs> score thirty, right? Yeah, and you're picking them to always to score this and score twenty eight. Yeah, 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 yeah. One time I lay I lay it out for you. You're <laughs> on the injured reserve, mind you. Um, yes, at I the always. moment, Chicago, sorry, Atlanta minus three over under yeah, largest so- of the weekend, mind you, fifty point five. Wow. Okay. I like the over in that. I actually like the over in that. I don't think Atlanta can score that that many points, so I'll go the under. Um, well, they can't. They can't stop the the pass, and they can't stop the run. Yeah. And they can't stop Justin Fields. So I I see Chicago winning big. I, I think it stays under because of Atlanta not being able to score, but I see Chicago doing a really good job. They've been running two hundred plus yards on the ground five straight games. Yeah, I agree. And they're going to keep doing it. So, But I like the over in this. Okay. Chicago wins, yeah. Excellent. I like, I like Chicago. Um, I don't think Atlanta can cover three, even if it's close. I just don't see it. They just don't have it. Pitts hasn't been in the offense in, I don't know, since he was in college. So we'll see. Um, so but, I'll, I'll go Chicago here to cover. And then I like the over as well. I think you like we're the over. Should okay. shoot it. So even though we don't need it, we'll see. All it's, right. it's it's a strange time of the season where, you know, you think you can predict it, but you really can't. Yeah, a lot of these teams that have lost a lot of games that have shown good form and you just don't know which well, team is going to show up. Green Bay. I mean, you know, you, <laughs> Dallas to Tennessee, I guess you were right. He was just out to show up McCarthy because yeah. he had a really good one last week. He cared. And last night, man, he just he <sighs> didn't like Thursday games, was so disinterested. Yeah. No love loss for me, I have to be honest. Yeah, we're kind of tired of talking about Aaron Rodgers. We keep saying that every week, but he keeps giving yeah. us a reason to talk about him or at least to mention That's him. That's what we like. Yeah. This no is a bad Green man. Bay. No more Green I'm Bay. That's no it. More. We're going on a embargo for Green Bay. Go Anti-Green on. Bay. <laughs> I can't believe we went the whole podcast without saying Kansas City. Wow, yes. No. I was keeping score. I was checking. My statistics hey. said, why, why do you guys not talk about Kansas City? What the hell, do, man? Do you guys remember when we talked about the trades? I brought up Kadarius Tony. Yeah. Yeah, he's coming. Oh, Immediate. my God. The impact that he's made out there. 
and they're going up against the Chargers this week. So it would have probably been a good game to talk about in the pick six as well. But yeah. not really. No, not really. I mean, it's, 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 it's Mahomes is playing at a special level right it's now. It's automatic I mean, at this point. Yeah, right? it's, it's automatic. Oh yeah. So, and why is he not in the overachiever group that we talked about, true or false, earlier? Because the bar is set so he, high he's for at Mahomes. A yeah, he's level, done it without know? that guy in Miami. <laughs> he's done it without that speed demon. Yeah. Well, we said that it's because of he's not being there is what's made Kansas City better. He's passing and to he, more people now. Is yeah. He, he might have the best offensive mind head coach in football. True. True. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. No argument. All right. On that note, we're going to wrap it up. Make sure you like, subscribe, and share and comment on uh, whatever platform you're watching us on. This has been Sports yeah. Unhinged. At least have some sympathy for Muhammad's arm and comment. Yes. All right. <laughs> we'll see you guys next week. All right. Take care. Go see you.